You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Today's podcast was recorded on October 12, 2019 at the Day and OA Conference held in San Mateo, California. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. thank Michael and Ginger for talking about relationships. So now, uh, Mary Beth and I, uh, I'm Wendy, in case you weren't here, and we're going to talk about our travel experiences. And I just want to put um, an extra thank you into Mary Beth, who shared this morning in Mountain View. So she has agreed to come and share again with me. And um, we have had similar but also very different experiences with travel. So um, I um, grew up in Memphis, another Southerner, and um, I am the fourth kid of four kids of a Jewish family. And I say that because anybody who's Jewish out there knows that um, food is our middle name, our first name. And... (laughs) Um, You cannot have a birthday without food. You cannot have a straight-A report card without food. You cannot have a meeting without tables of food. You cannot have uh, mourning for your loved ones who have died without a week of food and bring it on. Um, And also, I, I also felt like it was the more exciting and original new recipes. Try this, try that. There's always something new and and a number of layers of food. Uh, my mother, I grew, when I grew up with her, she was fat my whole life. She is not fat now. Um, and she and her father was also obese. My grandmother on my father's side was obese and my aunt's on my father's side were obese. And I also grew up during the time of um, 13, 14, 15 at the bottom of my parents' marriage. So um, I spent a lot of time in front of the TV and I spent a lot of time eating. And um, whatever I could put in my mouth to avoid anything. And I was kind of lost doing my own thing, everybody thought I was happy-go-lucky, and, um, but I was learning very early on to stuff it down. And I met a group of people, I was very active in um, B'nai B'rath, a, a club, and it was a do-good deeds club, you know, it was philanthropic. And I met people who had traveled to Israel, and I bring that up because I spent a summer in Israel when I was 16, and um, I came back like an inch taller, literally, or two inches taller, I don't know, like kind of a boy sports uh, spurts up, but I, <laughs> I did a little bit. But I also lost like 20 pounds. And I had gone away to camp too, when I was younger, and I had lost weight. 
And so I apparently am one of the few, but I know you're out there, that when I go on vacation, when I travel, that um, I lose weight. And I do that because you and my experiences are what's filling me up. So um, I wanted to talk about travel and people know that now, so then I, I found, so when I came into OA, I was really, um, you know, at my highest weight. Thank you. Um, I was at my a very highest weight and completely depressed and I, um, didn't understand the food program. I'm in how I didn't understand the um, the medical and the logistics behind how we ate three meals a day. I understand no sugar, no flour, but there was a lot of things. But I am in sales. You're probably shocked, um, <laughs> and because I'm such an introvert, so. Um, so I travel for work a lot, and um, I think I'm better standing up so I can see. Is that better? Okay. So um, I travel for work, and I also travel. I've been traveling ever since I went to camp, and then I went to Israel when I was 16. I've been traveling all over the world. And uh, about three or five weeks into being abstinent in how I had my first business trip to New York. And... My first thought was, this is not going to work. I, I mean, when I think of New York, there's two things I think of. <laughs> Restaurants and theater. And it's an exciting city. I've been there two or three dozen times. And it's an exciting city. And I know some of you are from back east, and so you know. But I literally would plan my work trips around um, what I was going to eat what restaurants, what neighborhoods, was I going across the bridge? I mean, it's crazy. And walking around the city, it's so exciting. And this first trip, the one thing that I did was, thank God for my sponsor, I committed my food every day because in how you commit your food every day. And I also tried to call her. I didn't call her every day. But I didn't know where to eat. And the first night or two, I literally had like, canned beans and carrots in my hotel room going, oh my God, I'm going to starve. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. And one thing that I had already heard, because people like you are so grateful, uh, so, so open and so sharing with your experiences that, you know, it's only one meal. You know, from dinner to breakfast is one meal. I'm not going to starve. And I am eating and it's just food. And so I made it through that week and it was um, really hard. And now I've been back since and I have delis that I go to and I have um, all kinds of places that I know um, and I take, can take food to the park. But a big thing about my travel is um, I'm a pack rat. And um, so I wanted to say, because I know I'm gonna run out of time and forget and not get around to everything, but so, um, I've been on, um, last year I went to Portugal and I went with three girlfriends and we had a car and we stayed in Airbnbs. So my food is on my own. Thank God for WhatsApp too. So that was free to commit my food every day. And one thing I had to do was I had to tell my girlfriends that I was in a 12 step program. 
And I didn't do it right away, but I was with them 24 hours a day. And we had been to other countries before and traveled a lot. And I, you know, I looked online. I looked to see where we were going to be. But the good thing is, because we were staying at Airbnbs, we knew we were going to cook sometimes. And we would have to go to a grocery, and we had to have um, markets. And there were times that we would go to a market, and I guess my point so I stayed abstinent. And it was great. And I'm sure I was a pain in the ass to them. But I tried not to be. I really asked for their help. And I, oh, thank you. I also asked for... Um, you know, what we could do together. So we would be in these tiny markets. It's not like you're going down to Safeway or you can go half an hour down the road. I mean, Portugal, if you've been in other countries, there's not always a grocery store. And also, what are the hours? So you go, you buy frozen foods, you buy, so I'm gonna mention food a lot. So, but uh, I buy eggs and hard boil them. Make egg salad or eat them regular. I buy carrots, celery, I buy, little miniature cups of yogurt. And luckily they have non-fat yogurt there, or plain yogurt, sorry. And, um, but I would buy volume. And one little place had like a, a dorm fridge. So I was like stuffing it. And, and I also had a cooler. So I wanted to show you, oh, my cooler's outside. Well, I have, um, oh, my other cooler is not in here. Anyway, I have a little lunch cooler that I take. I have blue ice, and I bought a blue ice, and I found that there's some blue ice that actually you can take through TSA, especially if it's frozen. But I have a new cooler that you can get at lots of places, and I'll, I'll bring it out later if you want to see it. But it has a cooler built into it. So you freeze the whole lunch bag, and it just Velcros clothes, and it is fabulous because there's no water in it and you open it up and it's just your food in there so i just i have just found so many great things that um, work so another thing about traveling is this is oatmeal so this is one third cup oatmeal so whether you're on basic or regular or how or maintenance you can fill up 10 of these or you can pre-fill into baggies what you want and this goes anywhere you can ask for hot water maybe it's not as delicious this time but you know what? It's food. It's filling. It's good. Another thing you can do is um, take oatmeal this way. Another thing is um, this is cauliflower lentil pasta. If some of you have heard of cauliflower, the company, it has two ingredients, cauliflower and lentils. And this is a two-ounce dried serving of pasta. And it's one protein and half a vegetable. And you can measure out your two ounces. And again, wherever you are, you can boil your food and then add vegetables. So th there are so many things. The other thing I found is that um, if you're into any digital technology, I'm sure no one is, <laughs> but I downloaded on my iPad, I have uh, all the 12-step questions in here. I downloaded for today, I downloaded Voices of Recovery and the big book. So I am not alone and I don't always use it but it's there and I have used it and I have looked up stuff so even though I might be on the other side of the world I am still in a place where I can be connected to program um, if I 
if I um, bring food with me from the morning and then I'm able to add something. One thing I found, I'm a vegetarian on top of everything. <laughs> But one place I found in Portugal was this place is just to order two of the same dish. I got this one place. They had the best sautéed mushrooms ever. And all you can do is ask, can you please not use very much oil? In whatever language, sign language, whatever you can do, is just ask for what you want. You can't go back there and cook it yourself, and then you have to let it go because you're in program. And so I loved it so much I had another one because I wasn't getting enough food. And that is a way to fill yourself up. And then I can text my sponsor and be connected to the program. And if I want, I can do writing about it. Um, and how much time do I have? Two minutes. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, another thing is that when I go to Seattle area, to a suburb in Seattle for um, business, my, the company I work for is up there. And I try to go to meetings there. Usually once, I, I'm there for five days, and I try and go to one meeting locally. And it is, um, it's refreshing, and it's great to see new faces, and to see also how other meetings do. I get kind of, you know, I am so on routine here. I'm on road. I got my favorite meetings that I go to three or four all week in San Mateo area. And it's good to get outside of yourself. and hear other people, meet other people, and see how other people do their program. And, um, and so that really helps me keep connected. I have a car, and I'm not on vacation. I'm not there, and I'm there for work, but my program stays with me. That is the biggest thing. And another thing that I, I do is, um, a lot of you know this, I carry a travel kit with me. And I love this. So this was, um, I started um, compulsively overeating gum. And I would buy gum in these packs. And now I can only, sometimes I don't chew gum at all and sometimes I do. But this is a, a travel kit. And I have one for each of you. And I just wanna say that, first of all, whatever you don't like in it, I know you will pass it on, throw it away, give it to someone else, everything is, abstinent in it. Um, if you can't chew gum, give your gum away. Um, there are handy wipes in it. There's mustard and mayo in it that are abstinent um, and um, salt and pepper. And um, so after uh, Mary Beth shares, then I will hand those out to you and you can ask questions. And I think I'll wrap it up. Thanks. Thank Um, I'm Mary Beth, Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Hi, Hi everybody. Um, service is slimming, and uh, I'm really glad to be here and to do that. Oh, okay. You can't hear me? Okay. Uh, you want me to hold it? I'll hold it. Can you hold it? Okay. I'll, I'll try. Try to do two things. Trying to do two things. One with one hand, one with the other hand. Um, okay. I'm Mary Beth, Grateful Mary Beth. Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater. And hi, everybody. And the reason I'm saying it slowly is because a lot of people think my name is Meredith because I speak it, my first name so fast, but it's two words. So anyway, I'm really glad to be here. I'm really honored to be asked to speak um, on travel. 
And I'm a little bit different. I mean, I'm a, well, naturally, we're all different. But uh, my story is, is, uh, is different, and it's mine. So I can, can uh, tell that. Um, at this time, I've released about uh, 83 pounds. My highest weight was um, 268 pounds. And my lowest was seven pounds, seven ounces. <laughs> so I've been the... <laughs> I've been the gamut. I've I've been there, up there, up and down, and um, I've and I've been in the program for 47 years. Well, no, sorry, 40 about 40, 43, 43 years, 44 years. Um, I came in the fall of 1973. Uh, that was when I first came to my first OA meeting when we didn't have how. We didn't have the how uh, diet, uh, not diet, but the word, uh, food plan. We didn't have a lot of, we didn't have how. So anyway, um, from 1973 uh, up to the present, I've been in Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, it hasn't been totally consecutive. There's been times when I've been out in the world without uh, OA, but I have been um, connected usually by the membership. And a lot of people in OA have become my friends. So whether we're going to MOA meetings or whether we're not, we're still in contact with each other. And so it, there is a closeness there. And once you've been in Overeaters Anonymous, the eating is never the same. It's always, it's, it, you have totally changed. And, and the binging or the being off in some other realm with your food is never as happy or is never as satisfying as it was before you, you came to OA. Um, and in my case, I've always, uh, I've always uh, come back. And I think I get a gold star for perseverance because I have come back through, through the years. And also, um, another thing, I, I wanna make sure I say it before my time is up, but it's also, I wanna live my life by the principles of OA, and I've said this a lot of times before, but the principles of OA is, is the way that I feel that I could be the most uh, authentic Mary Beth, I can be the most true to myself. And that was three minutes? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have some uh, instances of some uh, not so happy stories from the time I was in OA, and I have some happy stories from the time I was in OA, and they're all true as best to my I can re recollect them. The best to my memory, they're true. Um, I'm going to start. I guess I'll start with. Uh, I want to. I'm probably going to skip around in time because I don't know how long each story will take, and uh, the most important ones are probably the ones. Uh, that are not too happy. At least parts of them are not too happy. Um, so in, um, when was it? Okay, in 1994, um, I went to, on a trip, and I went up to Canada. And I had, uh, I went with a friend, an OA friend actually, who I'd met in OA and we became pretty, pretty close friends. So we went on this couple of week trip up to Canada. And uh, we went to Victoria. And my mother had, my mother and father were great travelers, and uh, they, uh, my mother had been to this hotel called the Empress in Canada. So uh, she had told me that she went to this high tea in Canada, and it was just spectacular, and it was just great. So I told my friend that I wanted to go to this, uh, this high tea in the Empress Hotel in Canada when we were there. 
And she looked at it and she said, well, you know, it's kind of expensive. Are you, are you sure you really want to go? And I said, I really want to go. I really have to go to this high tea. And she said, well, you know, the food there is not abstinent. Do you, do you really want to do this? And I, I assured her that I really wanted to do it, that it would work out all right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I kind of let go of my higher power at that point. I was kind of <laughs> flying by my own wings, you know, so to speak. So I went, uh, I went up there with her, and um, so we, the time came, and we, we made our I made the reservation because she was kind of lukewarm on the whole subject. So I made the reservation, and we went. And we got to the hotel, and the, the maitre d' looked at us, and they looked down at our feet, and they saw we had running shoes on. Well, you know, different hotels require different things. And this hotel required no running shoes. You could not have running shoes in this hotel and go in and have the high tea. They wanted everybody to be dressed better than, than running shoes. But unfortunately, we both had running shoes on. So they said, well, you're, you're sorry, but you've got your reservation, but you cannot come in because you've got your running shoes on. And so I said, we came all the way from San Francisco. I, I, my mother came here and had high tea. I want to have high tea. Um, please, please let me have, let, let, let us in, let us in. And, you know, my friend said, I don't think, this isn't a very good idea, Mary Beth. You know, we put, probably leave. I think higher power is trying to tell us something like, this is not a good idea. So I, I talked to the, I, you know, from San Francisco. I said, oh, we came all the way from, I live in Pacifica. It's right next to San Francisco. And I gave my story. And the guy says, okay, since you came all the way from San Francisco, come on in. So I, we went in. And we had the high tea. Well, I had been abstinent before for a while, before that high tea, and I actually got sick from it. I actually, the, there was so much sugar in that. You know, the different, they had like seven different courses and it all, they all contained sugar. So I got, I got extremely um, sick from that. And um, it, was not a, it was not a good thing. I mean, it, it not, not, well, I'm not gonna go into it. But anyway, I got dizzy and it wasn't, I could tell that this wasn't a good thing that I had had. So that was breaking my abstinence, and it was too bad because I had been abstinent for quite a while, but I, uh, before that, maybe two and a half years before that, I had pretty strong abstinence. But it was just self-will run riot, and I just was gonna have that and, or know the reason why not, you know? And all these things kept stopping me, kept trying to slow me down, but I, my, it was really self-will. And so I think we know when it's you know, God's will and when it's self-will, when it's our highest power desire for us or when it's ours. And when we want the best, for, I mean, I want the best for myself and I know my higher power wants the best for me too. And um, in this case, I didn't know the best for myself in this time. So um, I, I came back to program and I, I was trying to get my abstinence back and I'll, this, is a, this is true, it took about two years before I was able to get my abstinence back. And the whole time I was thinking, well, when I was up there the first day, I said, okay, well, I, I broke it today, but tomorrow I'll go back. I couldn't go back on it the next day. I kept, I kept having things that were not abstinent. Then I said to myself, okay, well, I'll go back on Monday. And then Monday came and Monday went, and I couldn't get my abstinence back. And then, then I said, well, okay, when I get home from vacation, I'll recommit and do my and get back on, but the upshot is is it took two years before I was finally get to back to a clean abstinence.
So this is a story that is um, that I tell that is really uh, I don't know, and then it's not a happy story. In in a way, it's not happy because I was such such strong self-will. But in the other way, it is happy in the in the end because eventually I did get back to the program and I did get my abstinence. So um, that's how much time do I have left? Three minutes. Okay, well, I'll just give one. I have all these stories. I have about six or eight stories, but I'm just going to give an, uh, the other story that's the most recent. Um, uh, let's see, last October, a year ago, a year ago this month, actually, um, I went to uh, a trip uh, to Canada. I went to um, Halifax, uh, Nova Scotia, Canada and Nova Scotia. We went up on a cruise up the, up the uh, coast of um, back east. We, st we started in New York and we got on the ship and we went up that way. Um, and uh, on that trip, I have, I've learned, a, I've been on quite a few cruises. I, um, and what I learned is that I can ask for what I want and pretty much they will give it to you on the ship. You can get almost exactly what you want, what you need, um, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Because in the spiritual realm, realm, there's actually, on cruise ships, there is a meeting about 5.30, 5 or 5.30 every day. They have a Build W, what they call a Build W me meeting. So you can go to your meeting, you can have um, a program. Now, it won't all be all OA people. It'll be OA people, AA people, Al-Anon people, all the different um, adult children of alcoholics people. It'll be a combination, but it will be a 12-step meeting. So you can do that um, on the cruise ship. So that's one thing. And another on the cruise ship, you can have anything you want pretty much in your room. So if you want to have breakfast in your room, you can, you can order what you want and what you need and have it in your room. Or you can go to the dining room, and they have the hot food, cold food, uh, every uh, you know anything that you want for for uh, for your food. Uh, when you when I've gone in the uh, dining room for dinner, uh, oh, and usually you're on a a a, 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 a day trip. You, they take you take day trips and go off the ship and take a day trip, and so then you can have your lunch in the um, the port, whatever port you're in. Um, so in my case, I was in Halifax, so I had lunch in Halifax. Um, and you can order, go to the restaurant you want, check it out beforehand. And oh, what I was really wanted to say is a lot of this is the action plan. Um, action plan. Oh, wrap it up. Okay. A lot of this is the action, is you want to work your action plan, which is um, check all this stuff out before you go. Check out the... Uh, what they're going to have on the cruise ship. Check on the restaurants what they what is available in the ports that you go to. And if you go to certain ports, there's, they're going to be featuring certain things like you know lobster at one place or whatever city you're into. They have you know that's what their city the city is known for. So um, anyway, the cruises are certainly doable. Um, when the dinner dinner time comes. Um, I order uh, some protein, and then I uh, ask them to bring big bowls of vegetables. And w extra, you know, can you bring me a big bowl, plain vegetables? And, um, and it's interesting because the other members of the 
my group at my table will usually want to have those two with me. They'll, in the beginning, they'll certainly want to, you know, join in. And I, I usually say, fine, you know, have, have whatever you want. And if they have eat too much of my food, then I'll order another big bowl of vegetables to, to supplement. And then just a, one or two more things. Uh, at the end of the meal, uh, if it's really a hard thing that I'm having a hard thing, a hard time with other people's food, I'll get up and go to the restroom. Or I'll say a prayer, a quick flash prayer in my where I'm where I'm sitting, and I'll say, God, you know, please remove this desire for me to eat other people's food. It's their food, not my food. So I'll ask for help, and I think that's the key, you know, to our program: asking for help from your higher power or the or the people around you if they know, you know, that I'm a, that I'm an OA, or I'll, uh, we'll work together to be be abstinent. So there's a lot of a lot of choices, a lot of footwork that you can do ahead of time. And if you do it ahead of time, then it makes your trip so much easier. So thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do we have questions? Yes. Thanks. Hi. So I, I have a big challenge coming up because I'm going to New Orleans in a week. Oh, so. Okay. So I'm. I have a. Now it's better. Yeah. I have a uh, a challenge coming up in about two weeks going to New Orleans, which you know is kind of like a food capital, and I know the program. But here's my issue. I I think oh well, part of the cultural experience of going to New Orleans is you know trying the Creole Southern food, well, much of which is fried, etc. And I resent the fact that I can't eat it because I know I've been there before and I've had some of their really delicious stuff. It's very unique to New Orleans. How do you get rid of the resentment that other people, when they're traveling, can eat all those nice cultural foods? But I sit there and say, poor me, I can't. And, and then that just makes me angry. So that's my question. Maybe we could both give a short reply. Um, thank you for your question. Um, I just want to say, for me, um, when, uh, when I was actually on a cruise, and I would see people, and they have food all day. They have buffets. They have snacks. They have before dinner food. They have after dinner food. They have and I would look at people's plates and I would just stare at it and I'm like, why aren't you finishing that? Like it would just piss me off. I mean, nuts are, hu I love nuts. And, um, and now I eat four or six nuts a day. <laughs> but but I, I would look and I would just like have this whole dialogue in my head and then I would go back to all the OA meetings that I had been to and, and think, if I eat this, then I'm going to eat the dessert. If I eat that, then I'm going to be not being able to fit in my pants. I'm not going to be able to fit in my bra. <laughs> and I'm going to fall off. I'm going to slip. And it's, I have this dialogue. It's just food. Food is here to keep me alive. And I know it sounds so basic and so that's not reality. But it is, and I do realize, I do feel too that after I became abstinent, after a few months, my taste buds changed. So I love my cottage cheese, you know? I, I love my Brussels sprouts, and it's real. And so part of it is mind over matter, but it's like, if I eat that, will I ever stop eating? And 
I'm going to suffer for it in more ways than I can ever realize. Did you want to sure. respond? Um, yeah. For me, I think the longer that I'm abstinent, the longer that I haven't had sugar and refined carbohydrates, the less attractive it becomes. And I think that you get to, I get, I've gotten to a certain point that it's not really attractive to me. Um, it's not my food. I know it's not my food. Um, I'll look at the other, I'll look at the people who are eating this food and I'll think, well, you know, they can do it. They can do whatever they want. You know, God gave us all free will. I'm making the choice that I have the choice. I don't, I have making a choice to be abstinent for today for this one meal, you know, and I don't have to be abstinent forever. I don't have to worry about 10 years down the pike. Just for this one meal, I can, I can eat um, my food and be happy with it. And uh, I think it's true, uh, our food becomes uh, more enjoyable the longer that we're abstinent. And um, I don't really have a resume. I do go, I do go to a group, a, a group of women. Um, we took Tai Chi together, and now we meet once a month for, for lunch. And they all, I mean, the only one that uh, doesn't have the dessert when we go out to these luncheons. And they've got, I've got them trained, so now when the waiter comes by, you know, with the, with the dessert menu, and he, he gives them out all out, and one of the women will say, in the group will say, oh, Mary, does, Mary Beth doesn't have dessert. <laughs> and it's handled for me, you know, it's handled for me by my ladies. And another story, just a quick one, um, one of my friends who's 105 years old, and I take her out every once in a while, and for the last, I don't know, whatever, I've been abstinent when I go out with her. So the waiter comes and brings the menu, and then, and then uh, uh, she says, oh, Mary Beth doesn't eat dessert. Mary Beth likes salad. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, Gladys. Thank you for sharing. You know? And so she handled it for me. You know? so I think That's great. Are there other questions? Okay, so we're just passing out the travel kit right now, so you can keep it, share it, whatever. Uh, my question is, uh, I really love to go to Europe. I haven't been there before, and the only thing blocks me from uh, going there is my food, because over there, especially the vegetable part, and uh, um, my sponsor is really, uh, you know, about you cannot mix the oil with your vegetables and everything needs to be weighed and that's something oh I want to go to Italy or to Greece and oh, it's gonna be because for me salads it doesn't work for my stomach and I need to have cooked vegetable and uh, that's why I prefer you know okay maybe next year maybe next year so thank you I know it sometimes, sometimes being so rigid is really, really hard. And I, and especially when you travel. When I was in Venice, I was with OA people, two, no, one, 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 one OA person. And we traveled together in Venice. And we went to a place and it was open air. It was like you went through the line and you, we, we could get the, protein and we could get the vegetables and, and we were able to get it because it was right out there. So we took, we took the vegetables and the protein and, and, uh, and, and were able to get it. 
Um, I think for me, I just, I just do the best I can. You know, there's some places that it's just, you just do the very best you can and then let it go. Let it go, you know, um, some, some options, some options you're trapped somewhere and you, you have the options to either eat it, and I try to eat the most abstinent way I can possibly eat, but I can't control the oil that they put in it or certain things I can't control. So I just do the best. I order the vegetables, I order the meat, I order, unfortunately I can eat the salad and I order the salad, the dressing on the side and do the best I can with it. Um, and I don't think that, you know, our higher power meant for us not to enjoy life to the fullest. I think you should go do it, make the, do the best you can. And if it's not perfect, because none of us are 100% perfect, you know, just do the best you can and then let it go. Yes. Hello. Um, thanks for the the little kit and the the and both of you talking and um. But I wanted to know like um. So, you know, there's a certain time that I have to be on the road a lot, drive a lot, and I always stop to use the restroom. And I I used to have this habit of getting a bunch of bags of stuff, and so I don't do that now. Um, but then there's sometimes I just want to use the restroom and not buy anything. Um, but then I feel like that's rude. But, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm abstinent. But do you have any suggestions on that? Um, I do drive a lot. Um, I, one thing I like is um, I'm a big fan of carbonated water. And I put a lemon in it. And I bring my cooler, <laughs> depending if it's a uh, uh, you know road trip or a music festival or on the airplane, whatever it is. Um, and I find that that taste, that kind of experience of having something to do with my hands and my mouth really helps me to um, get away from the um, desire to eat. And... Um, if you want, you could buy a bottle of water from them if you wanted. Um, and also, I lost my train. I guess the other thing is, because you know that, is, um, is you could uh, call somebody. You could reach out, you could set an alarm. You know that in two hours you're gonna be wanting to stop and you can make an outreach call or an outreach text or read some literature. You could bring your For Today with you or Voices of Recovery, but you could call and ask for help. More questions? Yeah. Yes. Um. Hi, I'm Lynn. Um, I travel a lot too, long distances, and I've found that if I just go up to the counter and ask them really nicely, would you mind if I could use your restroom? They've always said yes. You know, it's, but just let them know up front, you don't have to purchase anything. Just let them know, can I really, I really have to go to the bathroom? And they're very nice people, so. <laughs> okay, if question? Hi, um, I'm traveling a lot too, um, but interestingly, travel is not my problem itself because usually it's exciting. I see new areas, I see new landscapes, I see new people. So that keeps me abstinent and also it's a lot of the shame. I don't want to 
I've been not obstinate when I'm with friends or with new people or with business partners, so that's okay. But I always sleep when I come home because I'm so relieved how well the travel went. And I've been obstinate and it has been exciting and it also has been exhausting. And then I come home and I kind of feel I deserve it. I deserve to binge and to completely relax and not have any restrictions. But I don't want to slip, but you can really put it on the calendar, I will slip. So if you have any advice, I would be grateful. Well, um, I think for me, you know, the, it, the trip is so exciting and you, you see new people and you meet new people and you see new things and it's very exciting. And then there is a definitely a letdown when you come home. Um, and one of the things I try to do early on when I get home is to go to the store and get the foods that I need before I get involved in the foods I don't need. And so I'll go and I, I you know, I, I go to like three or four different stores to get the different things that I, that I enjoyed it, that I enjoy eating. And I think that helps me some. And then um, to be with program people helps right away. If you can get to a meeting right away, or you can call your sponsor, or you can text or something to be with OA people because they understand. And because you want to keep that positive. Uh, kind of feeling that kind of isn't life grand isn't life wonderful I'm so happy about you know what's going on and our our places are really exciting too I mean we live so close to San Francisco there's a lot going on there so um, yeah my my thing is to come home and then take care of myself self self-care and I tell that to the people that I talk to a lot of times on the phone remember self-care remember take care of yourself number one and self-care for me is to get the foods in the house that I like and if I have to go to two or three stores to get the kind of yogurt I like or the kind of this I like or the kind of like that's okay you know so to try to keep that excitement and, and love of life up I just I agree with everything Mary Beth said. I would just say too that you could almost make your action plan before you leave and put your action plan on a sheet of paper or in your phone as a reminder so that when you're home, you already know which meeting you're going to or which meal you're gonna have and maybe you make your meal and freeze it before you um, actually leave on your trip so that you're, you're set. Any more questions? Yeah. Yeah, you said something that, um, do you, do either of you have suggestions on how to warm up food on the go? Like, um, because I like veg vegetables opposed to, as opposed to salad a lot of times. Is there something that you do that to warm it up or do you stop somewhere and warm it up or what can you um, I think this um, gets, I think it's a great question um, for me. Um, I have gone to um, little cafes when I stayed at a hotel on business and asked to use their microwave. I know other people that have also done that. And I think, again, to choose between maybe not your favorite meal for this moment, for this meal, versus tomorrow I'm going to have my favorite meal is that delayed gratification to stay on program if you can't find a microwave or if you can't find um, a gas station, depending on how much in the Western world you are, to make that choice and to know that that's the other part is planning, planning, planning. Is there electricity? Is there a microwave? Is there a stove? Is there a fridge? Is there a nice 
uh, is there a freezer? So it's, it's so much about planning and knowing, I know for these two meals or these two days or whatever it is that I'm not gonna have access to that. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, we can ask questions later and there'll be time for share later, but we should move on to the next um, session and that is um, Suzanne and Michael's gonna come up. And Suzanne has agreed to speak at a very last minute request. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your service. And they're gonna talk about grief and illness.